Welcome to Sick and Wrong, the world's number one source for antisocial commentary. Brought to you by the Reach Around Foundation. Good evening. Welcome to Sick and Wrong, the world's source for antisocial commentary. I'm one of your hosts, D. Simon. I'm Lance Wackerly. So, Wackerly, what do you think of that new intro? That's pretty awesome, but uh, I really think the listeners are only getting half the benefit because there's a video that goes along with it, which I think really makes the intro. This is the best piece of fan mail we've received in quite a bit, but it comes from uh, Taro from Japan who sent us a few things. And you know, he calls himself Pig Boy Taro. Yeah. And I was reading through his email, and I don't think he's really from Japan. I find that suspicious. Why don't, why, why don't you think he's from Japan? Well, because I just don't think... You can hear the Japanese inflection. I don't think they write the Japanese pronunciation. Wait, so he's typing with a stereotypical yeah, sounding accent? Haro Sick and Long Podcast. It is me, the pig boy Taro from Japan. We are do the sick and long every day over here in We Japanese. Let's enjoy many sicknessity with us. I am having many story to tell about my naughty, naughty things too, but I still not finished to do the sick and long rife. So I not ready for B in a newspaper yet, but coming soon. Don't miss it. Until then, please having my pig boy gift to yours podcast. <laughs> That's not even a very good fake typed Japanese accent. He sounds like, uh, what's his name, Mickey Rooney doing a Japanese? Sort of. Or maybe, maybe I mean, maybe... The, Andy Rooney. Maybe, maybe that's a tribute to our horrible accent uh, impersonation. I just don't think Japanese people would write like that, too. <laughs> well, first of all, they'd use those crazy chicken scratch characters. You wouldn't even be able to know, you wouldn't know what it said. Yeah, I, I just don't think they'd write sick and long. But anyway... But uh, the video is the, amazing. The video is incredible because I just don't understand, first of all, why the pig monster is wearing a it, chef outfit. It kind of looks like the Swedish chef, but then sort of a weird troll slash pig face. Does this guy have access to a studio grade, you know, a movie studio grade effects department, makeup department? Well, he's holding a spatula or something. You know, I have no well, idea it's all, how That's he part did of that. the chef's outfit. Well, we're going to have to. It's not CGI. I think it's real, you know, latex. Uh, prosthesis. Yeah, you know, I, I I was really impressed, duly impressed by it. And we're going to post it on the uh, site this week. Yeah, I sure. think that might stay up there for a couple weeks. And it's going to have to be awesome. an alternate intro, definitely. So, actually, I'm a bit out of it. Not not too bad, but I'm a bit yeah, out of wait, it. Yeah, wait, I forgot. I, I never get my chance, but you look like shit tonight. <laughs> I never I thought you were going to say that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. You know, and, and uh, I deserve it. I, I was at the uh, Pogue show last night over at the Fillmore Till the wee hours of the morning, and I was quite wasted. <laughs> wee hours, huh? Are you, is it, did you pick that up from uh, the Ian guy, whatever well, you know, his name you're, is? You're in, you know, when you're seeing an Irish band, you pick up a few lines here and there. Is that why you're wearing a kilt tonight? In this whole green outfit? Yeah, I've never been more happy for the modesty skirt on your desk over there. Don't steal me lucky charms. <laughs> I'll come over there. Well, but, uh, at least you're more sober than he was, probably. Oh, God, dude. Uh, you know, it was a great show. I love the Pogues. But they're playing four nights over at the Fillmore, Fillmore West in San Francisco, famous uh, venue. And they're playing four nights. Tickets are 65 bucks a piece. With service fee, $75 a piece. So I was like, it's, you know. It's pretty par for the course for like an older band that probably has that's... a pretty... 
that's ludicrous. That's insane. Well, is it, I'm, I'm not saying it's not insane, but any band that's been around for a while and has a big following just by the virtue of the fact that they've been around for a long time, they always get that kind of Well, array. I'm not saying that they don't deserve that much because they do. They're you know a great legendary band. And not to mention, there's also like 12 guys on stage. So there's 12 dudes in the band. You kind of have to charge a little more than like 20 bucks. But would you pay $70 to go see the Pogues? Probably not. I'd pay, I'd pay maybe like 50 with the service fee, but that's probably that's kind of what I was out. thinking. But I was like, God, so what brought bucks. you to spend that much? Well, it turns out Big Jer ended up getting free tickets. So really? like, yeah. So last night I was just kind of hanging out, and he called me around six and was like, Hey, you want to go to the Pokes? And I was like, Really? I was like, Well, where'd you get tickets? And uh, I didn't check my voicemail, but Stephanie called earlier. My sister left a message on my phone. I guess so. Remember when we went up to that cabin in Shasta for his birthday, his thirtieth birthday? Yes, the I guy do who that. owns the cabin is a big Pogues fan, and he had purchased tickets for the show. And it turned out, so family- he, not only did he purchase these expensive t- tickets, but he was going to drive all the way. He from did Redding. drive all the way over here, like wow. a two and a half, three hour drive. Came all the way over here, family emergency, couldn't go to the show. And he couldn't get rid of the tickets to anybody else. So finally, he just called my sister and was like, hey, do you want these tickets? So she called me and she's like, hey, do you like the Pogs? Because I have Pogs tickets. Pogs. And I was just like, the, po- the Pogs? Yeah, I'll take them. So uh, me and Jared ended up going to the show. And uh, yeah, we got wasted. That it- actually kind of sucks. I mean, for if it was for me, because it's not like you can turn that offer down, you know, a free ticket to this legendary band. But and I'm just typically really hung over on a Sunday. This was this would have been Sunday night, and yeah. you kind of ha- even no matter how shitty you feel, you're obligated to go at that point. Yeah, you know there it was there was no question in my mind. I was like, I'm going to have to go check out this show, and plus I wanted to. So we went down there, and it was packed. I mean, the the place was definitely sold out. So yeah, I mean, they definitely made some money off the now show. Th- now this was their first show. This was the first of four shows they're doing over at the Fillmore, and I must say, like I don't know if you've ever seen the Pogues before, but I've heard lore of Shane McGowan, and uh, he's notorious for being just a complete drunk. I've just seen the pictures, you know, of him down through the years, and he always looks very hammered. He has, his teeth were all fucked up at one point. He has like three teeth. He only has like three teeth. I thought he got them fixed. No, I don't think so. (laughs) He probably got them fixed and then had them bashed out again in an Irish, another Irish bar brawl. He's kind of like the Irish equivalent of Lemmy. I mean, you just look at this guy. Almost, I bet you Lemmy looks at him as like, God damn, you fucked up, mate. That's one angry man. <laughs> but so Shane McGowan, the whole time he was on stage, had a cigarette lit. And he's the singer. And he's like, has a cigarette, chain smoking throughout the show, drinking a fifth of whiskey, and probably had about ten beers. Well, he's a lifer. I mean, for a person like that to not be smoking and drinking, he'd be on the floor probably shaking. Yeah, I I was stunned. I was like, and and the best part about it, when he would drink the whiskey, he would balance the cup of beer on his head, and that just drove the crowd wild. Oh, cup? Would start like screaming. a plastic cup? Yeah, he had plastic cups of beer. He probably had at least ten because he kept throwing them out into the crowd. <laughs> but then he would—I mean, he was just drinking it continuously. And there's the roadie had to keep running up and refilling his cup and bring yeah. him another cup. They probably have a special roadie, and he killed that, that fifth of whiskey. Yeah. It, wow. Yeah, it was it was a great show and, and legendary. The, the cool thing about their shows too, it's it's a very communal atmosphere because everyone there is completely shit faced and everyone there knows all the words, even though you can't understand a word that Shane McGowan is saying. 
because the guy is just not only is he like completely drunk, he has like a thick Irish brogue and he's slurring. Yeah. So it was just impossible to even hear what he was saying. It's kind of like James Brown when James Brown speaks to the band. <laughs> well, when he did speak to the yeah, band. when James Brown did speak to the band, it was like ah, nah, nah, blah, blah, blah. Shane, Shane McGowan's like, like he just had this like high pitched slurring voice. You couldn't understand a word he was saying, but the audience knew every word. Yeah, so, so you could listen to them and hear what, what he was trying to say with what his was, words. What was interesting about it, though, is so during the show, Jer had to go take a leak. He goes to the bathroom, and he's standing in line, and I guess they were playing Rainy Night in Soho, and that was the only song that you could actually understand the lyrics. I don't know if, um, if uh, Shane was having like a coherent moment or something. You know, I, I, a I don't know. A moment of clarity. A I moment of clarity that. during that song. But uh, he said to Jer, says to the guy in front of him in line, he's like, wow, I can actually understand what he's saying. And the guy's like, yeah, you know, that drunk thing's just all an act. See, there's always got to be somebody who's naysaying. Dude, there's no way that could be an act. The guy was drinking a fifth of wild turkey. I mean, you saw him swigging it. He was drinking at least 10 beers. And I mean, what, do you have a fake cigarette in his hand? <laughs> there's, like I said, there's always got to be a naysayer, you know. I could be that drunk, if Jer, but I don't want to. If Jer was an Irishman, he would have punched that guy in the face, knocked his head <laughs> into the urinal, given him a swirly. Yeah. That's what I was like, you know, whatever. That's like insulting one of the, you know, patron saints of Ireland. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I, I imagine people would have been really pissed there. But, you know, it was kind of like St. Patrick's Day in a way. Everyone there just wanted to be Irish, and everyone there just was like, well, we want to be Irish, so let's get really, really drunk. Yeah, that's kind of how you be Irish, I think. I was surprised there weren't more fights. I only saw, like, maybe two scuffles. Yeah. There's a scuffle between two chicks, but it was broken up by the boyfriends. Yeah. Well, it's Sunday. Yeah, yeah. it's, it's a day of peace. But all in all, it was a really good show. But I ended up getting completely wasted. Went to work about two hours late today. I was kind of embarrassed about that. And I was just kind of in that, like, whole hungover, still kind of drunken haze all day. Right. When you When you get nothing accomplished. Yeah. So I left work a bit early. And I was walking, and so, yeah, okay, I was kind of, you know, hungover, and I wasn't, you know, keeping track of my surroundings like I would be if I was sober. Right. But I was walking out of my building, and we're, my building is borders this alley. Not, not your home building, your work building. My work building. And when I finally got out around five, I was leaving, and uh, I was walking just on, on the sidewalk, talking on the phone, and out of peripheral vision, in the corner of my eye, I just see this speeding car cruising down the alley, not even giving heed to the pedestrians. Almost nails me. Like, he just, like, screeches to a halt. And I'm, like, looking at the guy. I'm like, what the fuck, dude? Watch it. And so then the guy was, like, driving a Porsche, a silver Porsche. Nice car. Convertible. <laughs> yeah. He's in there with, like, he was Was the top down? Yeah, the top was down. <laughs> he was in there with, like, a woman, and there's a guy in the back. And this dude must have been, like, I don't know, probably in his 40s, maybe 50s. Yeah. And uh, he looks over at me. He's like... What he what he he looks over at me and I was walking back because I was like watch it and he's like fuck you jerk off and I turned around jerk off jerk those are, off those are strong words I turned around and I was like fuck you asshole I'm a pedestrian if you're gonna start the term the phrase with fuck you you think you could get a little better better insult than jerk off that's why I used asshole yeah per see yeah that that's more appropriate yeah I mean what do you expect me to say fuck you knob job I mean <laughs> <laughs> this isn't 1958 here no. But the, so the guy yells at me. He's like, fuck you, jerk off. And I turn around. Wait, he and, got out of his car, though. Well, no. At that point, he said, fuck you, jerk off. And that made me stop. And I turned around. And I said, fuck you, asshole. I'm a pedestrian. <laughs> yeah. Then he got out of his car. 
He gets out of his car. He stands up. He's wearing like a suit. This guy's got to be like 50. So he can't just rip his shirt off. <laughs> no. He, he wasn't like, oh, what are you going to do about it? Yeah. Did you? But he, no, he, he gets out of his car. He looks at me. He was just like, fuck you. Come on, motherfucker. Yeah. And so I turned around and I was just like, fuck you. And I just kept walking. And then I was thinking, and then he's like screaming obscenities. And I could hear his wife saying, you know, Jonathan, calm down, calm down, yeah, Jonathan. Wives, all, wives love it when in the middle of a work day, you're trying to pick a fight with some guy that you almost ran over. But I was on the sidewalk. In I your, wasn't in, jaywalking. In your midlife crisis car. I'm sure his wife was really thrilled about the experience. Well, so I was walking up the street and then it occurred to me, I should have taken a pummeling. I should have taken a beating. Yeah. This guy was driving a Porsche. He was obviously much more wealthy than I am. Right. Plus, how bad of a beating could it really have been? It's not like Mike Tyson was going to beat, beat the living mind yeah, out of like you. Yeah, it wasn't like Barry Bonds or somebody. I mean, <laughs> going in a roid rage, <laughs> yeah. kicking my ass. But no, I probably could have taken a couple shots to the face, fell on the ground, got a couple kicks to the ribs. Meanwhile, screaming, taking down his license plate. And then, and, then, uh, and then holding your neck and being, oh, my neck, my, my neck. neck. But I mean, you know don't what? get If that situation ever occurs again, don't get off the ground until the ambulance comes. No well, matter if you're all right, just stay on the ground until the ambulance well, comes. Well, what would you have done in that situation? Would you have kept walking? I've been um, like, you know, fuck you. You almost hit me, but whatever. I'm just well, going to keep walking. Well, I can understand your predicament, especially when something, you know, happens quickly, spur of the moment. Sometimes you're just like... And it was right outside my work. Yeah, you don't think... You don't, you're not thinking on your feet as quickly as you should be. You know, you're not taking the beating and suing the guy. But I do really hate it when when douchebags in expensive cars almost hit me when I'm just walking down the sidewalk. I mean, I get pissed when it's a cab that almost hits me, and it yeah. happens all the time in every big city. Yeah, well, cabbies are the enemy of every pedestrian everywhere. But this dude was driving down an alley. Right. And, I mean, there are many pedestrians walking on the sidewalk. Yeah. And it just so happened he like, had to screech to a halt. And so I thought, you know, I was, I mean, I was justified in saying, watch it. You yeah. know, asshole. And then he starts screaming at me. But what I was wondering, so let's say I did, you know, confront him and then got my ass beat. Could I actually sue him for anything? Can you, can you do that? Can you make money off of that? Yeah, it's assault. Yeah, first, of all, thought, he, first of all, he, would get, he could get prosecuted in the criminal courts, and then you could take him to civil court for, you know, damages. But, but that, I thought that's you had to be really injury. injured, though. I mean, I thought he had to be, like, grievous bodily harm before you could actually make, like, 500 grand. Yeah, but how hard is it to get, you know, a shady doctor to sign off on some bogus injury that you have? So what do you mean? I'd show up in court. Like, I'd have to get my own lawyer. I'd have to show up in court. In a wheelchair. With like a, in a wheelchair with a big neck brace Oh, yeah, on. the big neck brace is key. But uh, so then, okay, so then I'd incur court costs, I'd incur hospital fees. It'd yeah, but, probably take a few years. No, but he's going to be paying for all this. So would this guy, so let's say. You have health insurance, right? I do have health insurance. So that would be paid for. Your, your lawyer is going to work pro bono because he's going to take, a, he's going to rake off the top of the settlement. 70% or something. Yeah, but you, you don't have to do, I mean, you have to go to court a couple of days. That's probably, that's really what your real damages would be in obtaining this bogus lawsuit money so let's say i threw a punch and i hit him yeah you don't want to do that so because what i was thinking what i'd probably do would be like fuck you asshole instigate the guy irritate well he was already out of his car right. he probably would have punched me a few a couple times and uh then probably i would have fallen on the ground yeah, and then you don't want to fight me. back you just want to put maybe put your hands up around your head would you be screaming for help like a woman no because you want him to go all out on you you don't, you don't want him to all of a sudden So would have you a get into a fetal position, covering no, your face? No, because I think that might also make him have pause to what he is doing. You kind of want to take some hits, maybe look like you're, you're going to come back, but really don't throw any punches. Just sort of take the beating, a couple good two or three punches, then go down. 
And then, you know, then, and then, then, get and a then I think you're kicks. justified in yelling out, I'm going to sue your ass. And then get the license plate. Right. I'm just wondering if that would hold up in court. I mean, I guess there are witnesses around. So, I mean, that might have worked. But yeah, the can witnesses... you actually do that, though? You can still sue somebody for assault and battery? Yeah, I mean. Even if you're just like, okay, knocked a couple teeth out. Oh, if you get a tooth knocked out, you're golden. You don't even have to do the wheelchair or the neck brace. Or so how much money do you think I could have made? Well, I'm not a lawyer. Or Jewish. <laughs> Hypothetically speaking. I, I, I would no have idea. hired a Jewish lawyer for sure. Oh, yeah, yeah. And, and it might even have been, just to add insult to Someone injury. Someone named like Gold Farmer once, and Partners or once something. You are, once you were on the ground yelling, I'm going to sue your ass, you know, take your yarmulke out of your back pocket and put it on your head. <laughs> put it on my just head. Just to add the fear of God into him. Start spinning the dreidel on the yeah. ground. I mean, if he couldn't tell you were Jewish just by looking at you. I don't know. I was pretty pissed off about it. I was pissed off the whole the whole walk home. Yeah, so now, now you just have all this rage boiling in your stomach. You're probably going to get an ulcer. When, you know, I'm taking you, it out in the podcast. Yeah, you could have made you could have made some some scratch. No, I sh- you know I should have. I think if had I been like a big guy, you know, a tough guy, I probably would end up getting it. It probably would have been fisticuffs this afternoon. Yeah, but if you would have been a big tough guy, he probably would have never gotten out of the car. Yeah, to be brutally honest, with I was you. just surprised though. That- if you if you were Big Jeff. Yeah, if I was Big Jeff, he I don't think thrown he... it into reverse and squealed back <laughs> down the way he came down the alley. I think he was like, "Look at this little Jewish man, diminutive Jewish man here. Yeah. I'm going to beat the shit out of this right. guy." Yeah, well, he probably didn't know I was Jewish though. You you missed an opportunity. That's all I'm going to say. I know I'm kind of pissed about it, but I was surprised though at the aggressive behavior by this like older guy. I mean, he was going all alpha male on me. Well, and you got to think, you know, a, a, a guy that age driving a silver Porsche convertible with his wife. I mean, he's obviously and in, some dude in the back. Oh, there was a dude. There's a dude in the back. The, in the Porsches back seat. have back seats. Was this a Porsche? Are you sure? Yeah, I thought there was a guy in the back. Maybe some of I'm not a Porsche fan, so I, I thought they were all two seaters. It was definitely a Porsche. It was a nice car. What was the, who? What was the guy in the back doing? What does he look like? I don't know. He was just kind of sitting there in the back. I only got a, a good glance at them. Okay. I mean, he, the man driving was definitely probably middle aged, probably well, around yeah, 50. And, and he's definitely in midlife crisis mode. So and he's he, probably he's, like a CEO of some company you know, down there. He's struggling with impotence. He has his car that you almost, you know, maybe put a dent in the hood. He's all just riled up perpetually. I feel like I got like three numbers in the lottery and just missed the last two. Right. Well, no, you know what it really is? It's more like you had the winning ticket and you accidentally threw it in the garbage. I know. I, you know it's more, so, even more irritating. I think if this situation happens again, what I'm going to do is just jump up and make it seem like I got hit and roll yeah, off his that, car. that would have been the best option. I mean, he came within like a foot and a half. A, a good thing to do is uh, take, just take your hand and slap the hood really hard, maybe even put a dent in that, it, but, and then fall down. See, but let's say I slap the guy's car, then and then he like beat my ass. He probably could sue me for trying to... You know, start a fight with no, him. but who's gonna who's gonna who's gonna say that you slapped the car? I mean, people are just gonna hear a noise and you're gonna fall down. There would you're, have been probably at least twenty situation. witnesses. You know, see me getting my ass beat. Yeah, you're golden in that situation. Yeah, just slap the I car, or maybe t- take a knee. You know, drop a knee on the hood. A Porsche is pretty low profile car, and then fall down. That's your that's your best option. People, I think you should learn from my mistake. But one thing you don't want to do, don't fall and hit your neck on the curb and actually go into, like, you know, million-dollar baby mode. (laughs) (laughs) What, you just don't, like, lay there like a vegetable? No, I mean, don't actually make yourself a vegetable with your dive that you're taking. Oh, because you land on your head. Well, you've seen Million Dollar Baby. Yeah, I don't want to do that. Yeah, so be careful not to actually really injure yourself. Let's say a black guy was driving. 
why would that make a difference? Well, I'm saying, let's say it was like a guy driving a Sanford and Son truck. Then, then no, then just get the fuck out of there because <laughs> that guy doesn't have any money. Yeah, you wouldn't make any money off that. It's kind of a bummer. All right. Well, this is episode 93 here of Sick and Wrong. Uh, I'm going to do a quick Are you re- sure? Yeah, it's 93. We did 92 last week. I thought it was 94. Week. We're only seven episodes away I from was, episode 100. Why do I think it was 94? Because you can't count? Yeah, you're right. Yeah, I don't <laughs> I know. drink too much. Maybe you're the drunk one tonight. <laughs> so a uh, quick recap of episode 92. I did a story about a pervert who is hiding his urine and feces around people's homes. Uh, Wackily, you did a story about a bloody tug of war. And a listener sent in a story about a cannibal... Uh, horror novelist, aspiring horror novelist. Yeah, that's that story is actually still going. They seem to be finding out new details every day. Yeah, I read that uh, the guy was claiming that he did not actually eat his girlfriend. He just yeah, cooked her. Yeah, I, I think there's more funny details to come with that one. So this was one of the closest shows we've had in a long time. Uh, the listener came in with 58 votes. I came in with 64, and Wackerly narrowly won it with 66. Yeah, people love... Uh, uh, you know, pep rallies gone wrong. Well, you know, we we received at least three emails of people saying, you know what it was? The tearing noise that got me. Yeah, and the blood spurting. And the blood spurting. <laughs> so, uh, Wackerly, you won episode 92, and that's why you're enjoying Dos Equis tonight rather than MGD. Yeah. Well, I had a 12-pack in the refrigerator. I mean, I'm not going to go out and buy MGD when I have beer right here. Yeah, I'll drink it. Yeah, you know. It's Mexican beer. It's supposed to be pretty good. Well, uh, we'll see what happens here with episode 93. People, you know the way Sick and Wrong works. Wackerly and I comb the internet for the most disturbing news items of the week. Audience votes. Winner gets a case of beer. Uh, we also throw in a wild card with a listener submission. So I believe I started the show last week. So uh, why don't you kick off the show? I, I've heard you already talking about your article all night. So yeah. uh, well, why not just unleash it here? <laughs> Yeah, I would love to start because this is the first week in a long time that I've actually been excited about. This is a great story, I have to say. I have to toot my own horn before I even tell it. Bring it. Bring and, it. <laughs> all right, here it comes. I, I also noticed that sometimes when the U.S. media reports on a foreign story, they take a different tone than if the same events were to happen in the United States. I think they make a little bit more light of things if it happens in, like, say, a third world country. Because you're saying a third world country is irrelevant? Uh, well, I don't know. I didn't write the article. I'm just saying the tone of this article, you know, it's make it makes it sound a little more humorous than maybe it really is. But uh, well, let's say we invaded this country and we're taking it over. I don't think we're going to invade Colombia <laughs> unless we just want, we have a big coke shortage. I don't know. Never, never undermine uh, George W. Bush. Yeah. Well, just you know, living in San Francisco, I don't think there's any shortage of coke right now. So it'll be a while till we have to invade Colombia. I learned that last night. Yeah. <laughs> well. Anyways, the article goes on to say, Forget going on a hunger strike. An unemployed Colombian man has sewn his mouth shut and locked himself behind an iron mask to demand the government (laughs) attend to his family's desperate economic plight. Maybe his family's plight wouldn't be so desperate if he wasn't turning himself into Dr. Doom. (laughs) So wait, how I don't understand first of all, where did he come across this iron mask? I think he built it or maybe he had a shantytown iron worker, you know, forge this thing for a couple of pesos. And how did he affix this onto his face? It's just a helmet? I'm not sure there's a picture which I'll put on the website. It's not clear. It is it's what's what is clear is that he's sewn his lips shut. Okay, and so he's protesting 
And I have to say, this Something. this mask really does look like the Doctor Doom mask. It's got the square eye holes, you know. It's it's kind of angular. It's pretty badass. And I, I think you know, just Halloween's coming up. He's probably the coolest dad ever for Halloween. <laughs> yeah, I mean, dude, this guy would get uh, multitudes of candy. Yeah, and for one thing, you know, your friends come over, you say, "Wow, look at my dad's cool Doctor Doom mask." All your friends are impressed, and then they're like, "Well, that's cool, but you know." It's not that cool. And then you say, hey, dad, take the mask off. And then he takes the mask off and he has his mouth <laughs> stitched shut. Badass. That is badass. Um, Louis, Louis Miguel Aldana, who's actually 52, which I, I would think this would be a th- something a younger man would do, but he's actually 52 years old. He adopted this peculiar form of protest five days ago. This article came out on Saturday, the 20th of October, after being locked out of his apartment in Bogota. Instead of paying two months' rent, Aldana says he bought shoes for his three children. Okay, so, so instead of so, <laughs> how much money does this guy make here? First of all, how how much does rent cost in Bogota? <laughs> Can't be very much. And then secondly, how much do shoes cost in Bogota? I don't know. Yeah, I, my question is, what are his wages? Equivalent amounts, apparently. Uh, this guy's demanding that the government provide a loan. Which, if I'm going to go on a hunger strike and sew my mouth shut and put on an iron mask, I just want free money. I don't want to be having to pay this back. <laughs> but he's actually asking for a loan to jumpstart his uh, home-based textile business, which makes me think that once he gets this loan, he's going to enslave his children into forced child labor. Yeah, it sounds like a sweatshop to me. Yeah, well, he's trying to get his sweatshop started. I wonder if he's, he's keep... just trying to get on his feet and get his sweatshop started. Do you think he's going to keep the mask and just get a bullwhip? I mean, it would be more intimidating to his employees, I would think. You know, if you're going to have a sweatshop, what you need is a big drum that you can just go boom, boom, Yeah, kind of like in the, Conan. Yeah. Well, then the kids know, you know, they I would should think be working you, you'd when you're You'd want to cut the stitches off your mouth, though, so you can yell at people, too. If you're going to run a sweatshop, yeah, there's a lot of yelling involved. Yeah, but the mask is fearsome. Yeah. Um, without the loan, he says his family will end up living on the streets. Now, this is the, the greatest quote of the article and maybe of like, you know, a couple months of stories that I've done. This is the guy, uh, talking, speaking out of the corner of his mouth that is not sewn shut. (laughs) So here's another tip. This is another helpful tip from this guy. If you're going to try and get attention and do some publicity stunt, like, you know, by sewing your mouth shut, leave a little bit open so you can sort of tell reporters what the fuck you're doing. I wonder what he sounded like. Hey man. (laughs) Why don't you come and listen to my story? <laughs> Something like that. Well, he says, I am doing this to get attention because people have a heart of iron and also a face of iron. They don't listen to anybody and think this is a joke. They talk about my situation on podcasts and laugh at me. I added the last part. I love how Colombians somehow sound like Indian people. Well, no, it's because he's talk, he's talking out of the corner, oh, of, the his corner mouth, of his mouth. So, okay, yeah, you get you get. Are you it saying now. Apu talks out of the corner of his mouth? Yeah. Well, maybe. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. But he's currently because he hasn't paid his rent, right? He can't live at his apartment anymore. He's currently living with his in his neighbor's house, where he sits in a bed with his hands and legs shackled in chains. I can, so, just, I can just imagine the neighbor, the guy going, hey, can I come crash at your place because I can't pay my rent? I bought these shoes for my kids. And the neighbor's like, yeah, okay, Luis, for maybe a couple days. And the next thing you know, the guy's shackled to the bed in your guest room. He's sewing his mouth shut. Tons of reporters are showing up. 
I bet this guy's having second thoughts about his, you know, good nature. generosity. But you yeah. know, at the same time, at least he doesn't have to feed him. That's true. Yeah. That's true. He I can I, save the money on that he'd spend on tortillas. Yeah, the guy's not eating all his tortillas and yeah. black beans and all that. Pintos. Uh, the article finishes out by saying, despite soaring economic growth in the past years in Colombia, which means like that the richest three people are just making tons of coke money. The drug lords. Yeah. The Colombia's unemployment rate remains stubbornly. The unemployment rate is stubborn. <laughs> like an old crotchety <laughs> man. It remains high at 10.6%. Yeah, well, so, I mean, I know, imagine people... the wages you'd be making at the shoe factory. Yeah, the shoe factory, the coke processing facility, or your home-based textile business are not very high. So do you think the government, just this guy's just a laughing stock to the government? I bet you they find this so funny. Like, yeah, you want to go over there and be like, yeah, we'll give you a loan. Yeah. Psych. <laughs> well, the funny thing is, <laughs> you how, know they're laughing about this. How much does it cost to, to you know, to provide a loan to somebody's home-based textile business in Colombia? I imagine uh, like thirty 50 bucks. bucks. Yeah, fifty. <laughs> <laughs> but I guarantee like the guy's still not going to get it. Yeah, yeah, you're probably right. Maybe some, uh, you know, uh, American comic book Doctor Doom fan will will give him some money with the stipulation that you gotta keep the mask on at all times. But you gotta admire this guy's effort here. Well really I mean originality, yeah. effort. He's got the mask made. It's it's a quite amazing looking. Like I said, I'll, I'll try and put the picture up. Yeah, uh, we should definitely post the picture. But you know what I'm you know what I was just thinking when I'm hearing this guy's saga, this this protest that this guy's doing. You know, do you remember when we went to War of the Rock? <laughs> that that big war that's going on. You remember Haven't that? We always been at war with the rock. It seems like a long time. <laughs> so like time 20 years point. ago when we went to war with the rock. Yeah. So there were like a number of protests all around the country, some huge yeah. protests yeah. here. You know, no one, no one had the wherewithal to do that. No, our protesters compared to this guy are big are fucking pussies. pussies. Big fucking pussies. If we had protesters, everyone got iron masks, sewed their lips shut, and refused to eat and sat like in a government office, Dude. shackled. Dude. To something. Can you imagine? We wouldn't be at war. What? So what do we have? We have Code Pink, these old fucking disgusting fat lard ass chicks who get their tits out. Yeah. And then, and then you have all the Berkeley fucks that come over and, like, they're, you know, throwing... I don't even know. They have, like, signs and they're screaming about stuff. And then they're getting, like, bound with a little garbage plastic ties. Yeah. Bullshit. Bullshit. Sew your you mouth know? shut. That's what I'm saying. If you're going to protest, do it right. Get an iron mask. Sew your mouth shut. Someone yeah. will listen to you. I want to know... Well, maybe not. This guy's breath is going to be mouth. horrible once he got these things off because he's not brushing his teeth. Well, what does his wife think of this? <laughs> they don't say. Maybe maybe she's into it. Maybe he, you know, finally some peace and quiet. Well, maybe he's a really ugly bastard. So the mask and, actually and, makes him look a little bit better. Yeah, finally some peace and quiet, and I don't have to look at his ugly mouth anymore. So on the sick and wrong star scale, what are, what are you giving this? Oh, I'm giving it five. You're giving it five? Yeah. In terms of originality, it just... Originality, you know, sewing your lip shut is pretty sick and uh, wrong, and the mask is sick in the in the vernacular of that it's fucking sick and awesome yeah just that's sick dude. it's a yeah. sick mask you know i'm gonna give it four stars primarily because he puts our protest protesters to shame he seriously yeah. makes our protesters look like pussies because right. no one has the balls to do that yeah he's providing a secondary benefit that he isn't even aware of i'm giving it four stars all right that's a pretty you. badass article there wackily what do you got
Well, uh, my article here for uh, episode 93 involves a man being hit by a car. Actually, involves a man being hit by a number of cars. So Multiple this, cars. So this sort of relates to your uh, personal anecdote from the beginning of the show, although you weren't actually hit. Yeah, but this could have happened to me. Okay. Yeah. Had I been hitching a ride on a freeway, <laughs> this could have walk- happened to me. <laughs> Instead of just walking, walking by Walking on alley. the sidewalk, yeah. Okay. So, um... A man was killed on 880, which is a rather uh, busy freeway um, in the East Bay. Yeah, people, like, maybe article. we have to describe this a little bit. 880 is like a major arter, high freeway artery in the Bay Area. And it's just, it's one of those freeways that's just horrible. All the things on, you know, all the scenery is just horrible. Industrial. Yeah, it's very wasteland. mundane. Yeah. It's just a boring freeway. And the traffic is horrible also. It's horrendous. But, you know, I don't know if you've uh, read the stats, but, like, the Bay Area has, like, the number two worst traffic in the country, I think. Yeah, and what is 880? It's like, it's like, it's like five lanes going each way. It's five lanes, and did they just have like a truck blow up and burn half the highway down? So then people had that, to, were rerouted. Yes, well around there. So there's like construction going on all the time. If you know, if you're going to take 880 to get to work, it's going to take you at least an hour and a half, even yeah. though you're only 15 miles yeah. away. If you're going to take 880 to work, just shoot yourself and don't go to work. So I don't think this guy here who was killed um, on 880 was actually going to work. <laughs> really? <laughs> but he was trying to hitch a ride. I don't think this guy has a job. So this happened in Hayward, California, which is only about maybe 20, 30 miles outside of San Francisco. A man whose body was found on the southbound lanes of Interstate Highway 880 in Hayward has been identified by the Alameda County Coroner's Bureau as 37-year-old David Connolly of Berkeley. Mm. The Coroner's Bureau said they recovered part of one hand and most of another and were able to lift fingerprints off the severed hand. So that's how they found this guy, who he was. That's how they identified him. That's a thankless job, if you ask me. So are these hands in close proximity to each other? <laughs> I think they were, well, among other body parts, they were scattered all over the freeway. Strewn about. Strewn about okay. is the term that they use. Witnesses reportedly told California Highway Patrol officers that Connolly was trying to hitchhike from Berkeley to Hayward. A truck driver pulled over but refused to give the man a ride. Now, why would you pull over and not give the guy a ride just to <laughs> laugh at him? What cracks me up, though, who hitchhikes on a highway? I, I guess you do kind of hitchhike, but like maybe near the exits. Yeah, but you can't on just, the highway itself. People are flying by at 75 miles an hour. Nobody's going to stop and pick you up. And you know this truck driver's probably like, you know, probably his vision wasn't that great. Slowed down, thinking he was seeing some hot chick. He was all high on speed. Looks over, this homeless derelict ant- you know, comes to his door, and he's like, no, dude, <laughs> you smell like rotten feces. Yeah, you're not getting in my cab. <laughs> you're not getting in my truck. And so he starts driving away. Witnesses said Connolly walked to the back of the truck and, without the driver's knowledge, grabbed onto the back and held on for the ride. Yeah, well, normally they have a little step back there and maybe like, maybe even a handle. So, I mean, trucks go at least, like, what, 70 miles an hour, 80 miles an hour on the freeway? And the homeless guy's probably drunk on Ripple. Yeah, so um, I think that makes sense that uh, Connolly held on for as long as he could, but eventually lost his grip and fell into the roadway. The coroner's bureau said he was struck about 20 times and died of multiple blunt force trauma. Now, this is the Bay Area, <laughs> and we've talked about how horrible this highway is. 20 different cars hit him. How many people stopped? 
Probably uh, zero, actually. <laughs> yeah. Everyone great. just kept going. Yeah. So how do you hit somebody and not realize that, like, I should probably stop because that dude, I just ran over a dude. Dude, you probably thought you hit, like, a raccoon or something. <laughs> a big homeless a raccoon. A big homeless raccoon. Yeah, but can you just see this guy trying to pull a back to the future? He, like, gets on the back of the car. Yeah, no skateboard, though. Yeah, no, he's just holding on to the car. He's like, too much malt liquor. <laughs> Can't hold on. <laughs> and then just falls backwards, and then it's hobo pinball. Oh. Just bam, bam, bam. Yeah, or hobo food processor, probably more <laughs> like it. I mean, he was mutilated so badly that uh, CHP reported that he was either black or Hispanic. Just more just bruise colored. <laughs> they just couldn't even tell. I yeah. mean, the guy was in like 20 different pieces all over the highway. I wonder if there's still some pieces out there that they didn't find yet. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, maybe uh, like a, a severed foot and a Converse shoe. Yeah, yeah. I guess he uh, turned out to be Caucasian, so he was a white homeless person. And uh, they also go on to say he may have been a homeless individual or a transient. Maybe. Do you think? Yeah, but what I wonder is, what's the difference? <laughs> and why, why don't they just say he was a hobo? Yeah, hobo. Yeah. I will... the, I, what, yeah, what is the difference between homeless and... I guess if you're transient, that implies that you're traveling from town to town. He was going from Berkeley to Hayward. Homeless people more just sit on the sidewalk and sort of chill out for extended I could just kind of, of time. But you know, in my mind, I can picture this guy. Just probably some bearded dirtball from Berkeley. Oh, you know he had a beard. Oh, yeah. You know this guy had a beard. And uh, yeah, he was holding on the truck, fell off the truck, and uh, was then mutilated. Did they say how old he was? No, actually, they didn't uh, specify his age. Uh, The California Highway Patrol originally reported that an animal had been hit and dismembered on the freeway. Uh, But closer examination when the sun came up around 7 a.m. revealed that the body parts were human. (laughs) And that's probably where they ended up picking up the uh, hand. I guess uh, CHP had the gruesome task of spreading out across the freeway to mark the body parts for the coroner. A tennis shoe surrendered by a spray-painted circle was a grim reminder of the accident's toll. Yeah, I well, I I remember when this happened uh, a couple weeks back or a week back, and Were you stuck uh, in traffic. No, I wasn't, but I I did read that I think traffic was completely blocked in the southbound direction for something like two hours. Could you imagine how irate you would be? Oh God, I used to I did used to drive that highway every day to work, uh, about an hour and a half each way, and. Yes, I would just be enraged. I probably would have just gone home. Well, the worst part about it is you're sitting there in traffic thinking, I better see a gruesome accident. I better pull up, and they should have the jaws of life out, prying somebody out of a you know an iron-mangled mess. Yeah. But instead, you find out it was some homeless idiot who was holding on to the back of the truck, and his body parts are all over the freeway. Yeah. I would be enraged. I would have taken a souvenir. <laughs> Just reached out your window and <laughs> scoop something up. Picked up a foot or a finger or maybe an ear. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. So Let's on the uh, sick and wrong star scale, I mean, this is a uh, hobo pinball. I'm going to have to give this a f- five star. I'm, I'm giving g- it a five star. This is a five star to me just because the pure gruesomeness of this article. It also gets points for uh, commuter callousness that 20 people hit him and didn't stop. And then think about how many hundreds of commuters were annoyed the next day. Yeah, you know that, yeah. Um, I'll give it four and a half. Four and a half. Fair enough. Fair enough. We'll see what the sick and wrong audience has to say about that one. Well, uh, well actually, we received a kind of a formidable article here from a listener. 
Uh, this came from Mark, who's a frequent contributor. He sent uh, this guy almost sends an article weekly. Has he won yet, though? I'm always reluctant to give somebody a story that that might win if they've already won a it, care package. You know, I'm beginning to lose track. We, we've sent out quite a few of them because I think yeah. we're running out of shirts. So, All right. well, whatever. Yeah, you know, if uh, if he did win, we'll just send him something. I don't know. Maybe a copy of my favorite movie, Roadhouse, how about Patrick the content, Swayze. How about the contents of this ashtray? Yeah, yeah, that could be. I don't know. Maybe a pair of your mantis. Uh, well, I'm still using those. Oh, yeah. So uh, Mark's in a great article here. Pets hurled off a bridge in Puerto Rico. This happened in uh, San Juan, Puerto Rico, too. Uh, well, I guess it's Central America, so it's not really South America, but... Uh, well, isn't is Puerto Rico? It's not a U.S. state, but it's like a U.S. territory. So I do think should, this should be counted in the the territorial count of where these stories come. Maybe it can be lumped in with Florida. Yeah, but it's not part of North America. No, but it, it's a territory of the United States. I think. All right, I'll give it that. I'm sure somebody from Puerto Rico will write in and say how wrong I am and how uh, offended he is by. Me Was this one that. of our colonies that we've conquered? I think so. Yeah. <laughs> Um, animal control workers seized dozens of dogs and cats from housing projects in the town of Barcelona, Barceloneta and hurled them from a bridge to their deaths, authorities and witnesses said on Friday. I guess the uh, mayor here, Sol Luis Fontanez, blamed a contractor hired to take the animals to a shelter. It's an irresponsible, inhumane, and shameful act. Uh, Fontanez said the city hired Animal Control Solution. This is definitely the control solution. <laughs> um, he hired Animal Control Solution to clear three housing projects of pets after warning residents about a no-pet policy. He said the city paid 60 bucks for every animal recovered and another $100 for each trip to a shelter. Not to the owners of these pets, to the contracting company. Animal Control Solution. I just love he's like, you know what? Uh, you're not allowed to have pets in the projects. You can't feed your kids, so you can't feed your pets. So we're going to take them away from you. Seems and uh, we're like going to hire Animal Control Solution. <laughs> Up to this point, it seems like a pretty good policy. Yeah, you know, I'm surprised that they... You'd think they'd be at least allowed to have pit bulls. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe uh, uh, what roosters so they can cockfight. Yeah. Don't they do that down there? Um, I think so. I mean, well, but the rooster... It, it, if you're complaining that these project dwellers can't feed their kids, why would you take away a rooster? Can't you just eat it? Yeah, that makes sense. But like, not, you're gonna cook not that a thing. Prize fighter. You're gonna cook that thing, or we're taking it away. But so anyway, he hired these this uh, contractor here to clear the three housing projects of these pets. Raids were conducted on uh, uh, Monday and Wednesday, and uh, residents told TV reporters that they saw animal control workers inject the animals. When asked what they were giving him they said they were told it was a sedative for the drive to the shelter they came as if it were a drug raid they took away dogs cats and whatever animal they could find some pets were taken from the hands of children yeah i can just see the kids this is, it must have been a great experience for them it m makes them really respect the government i'm sure god i'm surprised that PETA isn't on this i guess it's not in america so yeah maybe do they, they have jurisdiction <laughs> I don't know, but you'd think this would be like footage for an ad here. I just love how they came, just busted in there like they're raiding for cocaine. Or looking for Elian Gonzalez. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's an obscure reference. But I just love the way they were ripping dogs, cats, and any other animal. Like, what other animals do they have down there? Well, guinea pigs, parrots, lizards, parrots. lizards, you know, goldfish. <laughs> so instead of being taken to the shelter, 
which I'm surprised if they were being paid to do this. The pets and the strays were thrown 50 feet from a bridge in the neighboring town of Vega Baja. Uh, Many were already dead when they threw them, but others were alive. Uh, Some of the animals managed to climb to the highway, even though they were all battered, but about 50 animals remained there dead in a pile. That's going to be a very smelly valley yeah, in a couple so of weeks. Officials spread lime over the animal corpses to, uh, in an attempt to control the stench. Yeah. Uh, I guess animal control solution owner Julio Diaz said he went to the bridge when he heard of the allegation, but remains unconvinced that the dead animals are the same ones his company collected. It's just another <laughs> pile of dead dogs. It was another to do company that, that uh, came around and threw 50, 50 dead dogs over a bridge. So that's my... Did they say what they actually injected them with? Because my theory is that the reason they didn't go claim... I think they were euthanizing them. Yeah, well, the, yeah, and the reason that... Or maybe they were trying to sedate them, but the reason they didn't take them to the shelter for the additional 100 bucks is because they accidentally overdosed most of them. On some type of uh, That's probably what ended up happening. That's just a theory. We have never thrown animals off of any place. We always take them to our local shelter and euthanize them. They can't prove that they are the same dogs that we picked up. I love that. The guy's just denying any responsibility whatsoever. Okay, but that brings up a point. So everybody's outraged because they threw these dogs over the bridge to kind of a horrible death. Uh, but they were going to euthanize them at the shelter anyways, right? Yeah, but I mean, there's a difference between injecting humane, them, yeah, injecting them it, with yeah. something, then toss, hurling them off a bridge fifty feet to their death. Well, and know. some of the dogs lived, so they must have been in pain. Yeah, well, I hope somebody put them out of their misery. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. I imagine uh, he hired the other contractor, Animal Stomping Solution, <laughs> to come around and uh, take care of uh, what's left. Boots are us. <laughs> Animal rights activists has long, have long criticized the treatment of pets in Puerto Rico, where there is no pet registration law and little spaying or neutering. Animal shelters are overwhelmed and must kill many of the dogs they receive. Yeah, well, I do think that sometimes uh, uh, Americans and you know Western Europeans have sort of a a skewed view of you know how you should treat pets what are you chinese all of a sudden <laughs> no, but I'm, well let me let me let me qualify that are you saying dogs equal food no and let me qualify that they have a we have a skewed view in comparison to the majority of the rest of the world that just kind of thinks as pets as like you know a source of amusement or until they get too burdensome and then you just do whatever you well, want i think the that. majority of the world looks as pets yeah as a source of amusement and a source of food right a source of sustenance whereas the u.s look at them as a member of their family right as a child as a child yeah yeah they anthropomorphize animals and, and i'm not going to be morally relativistic here I, I think you probably shouldn't throw dogs off a bridge but i'm just saying people need to be aware that in other countries less developed countries people don't really give a fuck don't try to hide it. You're a sociopath. <laughs> <laughs> you have no feeling. <laughs> I've never strangled a cat yet. Well, on the sick and wrong star scale, I mean, the fact that they threw 50 pets over the bridge is, is rather horrendous. It's definitely a heinous act. And but it was, you know what, it though? was uh, you know, paid, bought and paid for by the by, government. By the government itself. But at the same time, is it any worse than when we did that article in China when they were going from house to house and beating the dogs in the street right in front of the uh, pet owners? Yes, I think it's worse. <laughs> you think this is worse? Well, just because the the Chinese thing, uh, they, their reason for it was because there was an outbreak of rabies. Whether that was as bad as they thought it was or not, they were doing it to sort of prevent the spread of disease. I mean, I think they went a little overboard. Yeah, whereas... But this is just kind of gratuitous... They pets uh, that trying to teach the project dwellers a lesson and just basically being like, you know, cruel. 
All right, you convinced me. I'm going to give this four stars. I'll give it four also. Four stars. Yeah. All right, well, we'll see what the listening audience has to say about it. Go vote at sickandwrongpodcast.com. You can decide who won episode 93 here of Sick and Wrong. Hey, this is uh, Shane. And Amy. Yeah, from a year at the wheel.com. And, uh, you know, I really love your podcast, uh, Sick and Wrong. Uh, I know maybe that sounds like a stock uh, put-in podcast name here. We're sick and wrong, too. Yeah, but we love Bob Madigan. And my question for you is, you said you wouldn't do acid anymore because you're old. But would you do mushrooms? I find, as a 38-year-old man, that uh, some mushrooms and wine goes down just fine. Okay, friend? (laughs) (laughs) Um, But really, we're, we're doing this media blitzkrieg. Where we're trying to raise a well, not raise a. It's a aware. citizen journalist juggernaut. There you go. There you go. And we're trying to bring podcasting to the ugly people, not just the fat white guys who presently uh, have the sexy fats. Yeah, the sexy fat white guys that are presently running the show. And we're looking for people to a donate equipment, b house equipment, or c set up equipment for us when we get to your town, as we start traveling November fourth this year. And we travel for a full year. Because we're going to set up people to podcast, not just us. Yeah, not just us. We're and gonna... not just you. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, sick and wrong. Dean Lance, um, we, we, dig the, we dig the podcast. Yo, yo, yo. Bob Madigan for president. That's right. Yeah, check out our Bob Madigan videos, bro. You got to see this Bob Madigan video, dude. He almost died. And I've got it on a year at the wheel. So a year at the wheel dot com. Um, talk to you later, bro. Bye. Maybe possibly future bros. You're not my. We're not. Maybe bros. we'll visit you. Yeah, we're not bros yet, but I anticipate we, we may. We can smoke medical marijuana together. Yeah. Well, the one guy hates marijuana on here. You better watch it. Oh. Pothead. So uh, that was a promo from a a podcast that an up and coming podcast, a future podcast called A Year at the Wheel dot com. Um, Have people heard of this? Does this need it? Because I I've actually heard of this, and I thought they were already doing it, but you've informed me that they haven't started yet it doesn't actually start till november 4th so do do these guys have a name other than just a year at the wheel i mean these are two podcasters who've been podcasting and they're embarking on this strange and scary endeavor well we received this email from shane and amy uh over here from a year at the wheel and apparently shane and amy are uh, embarking on this year-long podcast endeavor where they're going... They're road le- trip, right? It's a road trip. They're leaving November 4th from Chicago, Illinois. And uh, I guess it's going to finish. The road trip's going to finish November 5th in uh, Washington, D.C. It's a 365-day epic road trip. Sounds like 366 days. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's actually 366 <laughs> is this, is days. Is a leap year? I don't know. <laughs> Documenting the state of the nation and covering the election from a unique Gen X perspective. Gotta hate that term. Gen I X. Don't- are, are we Gen X or Gen Y? I, I always forget. I think what? we're on the cusp. Yeah, I think they're a little older than us. Oh, okay. So maybe <laughs> they're Gen geezers. X. <laughs> but, I mean, it, it's it's quite a daunting endeavor here. They're, uh, they go on to say, I was checking out their website, which you can go to a ayearatthewheel.com, um, and you can read about this uh, this journey that they're going on. And I guess it's a... Yeah, it's one couple, two individuals, three ways to enjoy. I guess they're doing a TV show, a podcast, and it's on the radio, I think. Something like that. It's being live broadcast somewhere. Yeah, and apparently it's... Are are these two people married to each other? Yeah, it's a husband and wife. 
And so they blank sick and wrong. I guess they enjoy the show. And they have a question there. They I, I they must have listened to that episode where we're talking about how we don't do acid anymore. Yeah. Which we don't. But they no. want to know if we would do mushrooms. No. You would do mushrooms? <laughs> no. Why not? Because the same reason I won't do acid. I, I like to keep my mind together. At least relatively. See, the reason I won't do mushrooms is not that... Uh, I've always thought mushrooms are... You know, much more amenable than acid. I, I just don't think. Yeah, acid... they're 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 more mild. I, yeah, I, I think can they're see, much more mild. I can see mild. what he's getting at, but I, even that, I'm I'm frightened of. See, the thing is with mushrooms. The reason I never enjoyed doing mushrooms, and yeah, I've done them countless times. I've done them in Amsterdam. I've done them many times, but they always give me diarrhea every time I've ever done fucking mushrooms. I'm bent over, hunched over in some disgusting toilet shitting out and praying to God that, uh, you know, praying to Jesus, Allah, Satan, that this is <laughs> going to go away. little God that you invented in your hallucinogenic mind. Dude, it, there's nothing worse than having diarrhea while you're hallucinating. I never had that problem with mushrooms. Oh, God, it always just goes right my, through my me. My problem is the very same problem I have with acid. You never know what you're going to get. It's always this surprise, you know, are these potent? Are they not potent? Do they have little crystals on them? Are they... And my main problem with them is mus- mushrooms taste like ass. Yeah, no, they're least, growing least, on shit. At least that's why they taste like ass. At least with acid, you know, it's some little tiny square that just kind of dissolves on your tongue. You don't really taste it at all. But mushrooms, you're always trying to put them on some cracker or something, it, it, or stick them in an ice cream sandwich, oh, or put them in God. a Taco Bell burrito. Yeah, they, they always taste like a mound of which shit. Which I'll see about thirty minutes later. <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's disgusting. I've I've never I've never actually had a mushroom trip, and I've probably done it at least fifty times without getting sick. If somebody if somebody were to bring me mushrooms and say, "Oh, you really need to do any of these," I would like sliver a sixteenth section of the cap. And what's off. that going to do? Well, it, well, that's the whole point. I don't want to do anything because <laughs> I'm a pussy. <laughs> Although you know, I've done. I take that back. Actually, I should qualify my statement. I've done mushroom tea before, and it was Is it that was better. It was weaker, but it definitely uh, did not make me sick to my stomach. Well, there you go. So maybe I'd do mushroom tea. There, how do you, how Shane do you make and mushroom Amy. tea? You just boil some water and pour it over there? Yeah, it's a bunch of brown, shitty water. <laughs> it's like you strain the mushrooms into. Still doesn't sound very good. And the people drink the tea and then eat the mushrooms. Yeah. Or vice versa. So Shane and Amy want, I guess they're going to be cruising from town to town. They're going to make it out here to San Francisco. And, uh, yeah, they want to know if they can bring the show to our neck of the woods. You know, yeah, it'd be cool if you made it out here to San Francisco. I don't know if you'd really want to bring the show to the Tenderloin, being that your car is probably going to be stolen. Yeah. Or at least stripped. And also, we should point out that I think they assume that... Didn't they want? To, they wanted to record a show here, right? It's not like you have some basement studio or a guest room. I mean, this is your room. We're in. Yeah, we're in, it's a one-room apartment. We're in your all-purpose. That room. I pay way too much money for. We're in your all-purpose room, and I don't know if it's going to work out for people to be doing a show in here while you know your girlfriend is trying to sleep or do homework or something. Well, if they do make it out to San Francisco, I mean, we can. I don't know, kind of play it by ear whether or not they're going to do the show. But I'll definitely go out for, you know, some Mickey's, maybe a malt liquor. Yeah, we'll take them to the high tide. Yeah, go to the high tide, go have a drink or something like that. But I want to say if they make it out to San Francisco, because if you ask me, well, my hat's off to them for this endeavor. I mean, I I do see it being fulfilling, and I think they're going to have a bonding moment. I would think they get a lot of publicity. It's kind of a weird thing to do. I couldn't do it with my... If I was married, I couldn't do it. I couldn't even do it with my girlfriend. I'd murder her. What's the longest road trip you've ever taken with any girlfriend you've ever had? Dude, 
Women have bladders that are about the size of a quarter. I was going to say a walnut. Yeah, yeah, a walnut, dude. I mean, women have to piss every 20 minutes. So I don't know if Shane knows this, but his wife is going to have to piss every 20 minutes. So yeah. maybe he can get like a Mountain Dew bottle that she can pee into. With a funnel? Yeah, with a funnel or something like that. And then she won't be as annoying. But guaranteed it's going to be like every 20 minutes, got to find an exit. I got to pee. Yeah. And guaranteed by the time they're leaving Chicago and they're going to be like, I don't know, in Montana or something. Minneapolis. Be, I would think they'd stop in Minneapolis. Yeah, Minneapolis. Or, I think they'll make it at least to like Wyoming yeah. before he's like, I'm going to drive over to the woods. You can pee over here. And then she's peeing, hammer to the back of the head, and we're going to be reading about them right here on Sick and Wrong. Guaranteed. It's going to be a commer- commemorative Sick and Wrong episode. I'm going to be like... Not, I, in, not in 365 days, but like in maybe 90 days from now. I'm going to be like, I have one hell of a story for you, Wackerly. So uh, do you think, do you two think podcasters uh, were found in the woods, one with her head on the passenger seat of this guy's pickup. The uh, male podcaster, who's the husband, was found covered in blood blood shoving you know worms up his rectum with a microphone in his hand (laughs) a microphone in his hand while podcasting just screaming songs you know or singing earth wind and fire i you know i don't know i think it's i don't know i wouldn't be able to do it maybe they have more tolerance for each other you know and they might be truly in love and they you know they're you know a, a deep partnership but i know if i was with my girlfriend it would be murder yeah well let's let's even let, let's say that this inevitable murderous act doesn't happen if they make it all the way to san francisco they're not going to be very fun to hang out with. It's <laughs> they're going to be, be like so angry constant bickering <laughs> Shut up, bitch. Yeah. Shut up. So we need to meet in a neutral third party environment where we yeah. can just leave like you guys are psychos. Yeah, I think meet him at the bar. But anyway, I want to put a gentleman's wager on uh do you think they're gonna make it out to San Francisco? Um I well how is this wager gonna work? I'll are bet you a forty. You you think they are gonna make it? I'm gonna I'm thinking there's no way. Um what if I don't think they'll make it to San Francisco, but I think they'll make it to Seattle? <laughs> to Seattle. Yeah. I'm thinking that's well, a third of the way through. Well, I don't know the their route through. exactly. I'm just assuming. They're, I think they're going to go through Minneapolis, Seattle, down and the down coast, the maybe coast, Portland, and then around. San Francisco. So I think they'll make it about two or... I, I'm saying Seattle or, or Portland will where, is where the dirty deed is going to happen. I don't think they're going to make it past Wyoming. All right, yeah, I'll say Portland. All right, I'll bet you 40. 40 of Mickey's? 40 of Mickey's. All right, we'll see what happens. 40 of Mickey's. We'll see if uh, in, I don't know, three months, four months. This will months. be the, the infamous podcasting murder that will go down in the history books. And I already claimed that article here on the show. <laughs> All right, fair enough. <laughs> Only well, if, they, if they get past, if they get past, where would you say, Montana? Uh, Wyoming. If they get past Wyoming, I get the story. All right, you do. But uh, you know whatever, I'll give you a toast, Shane and Amy. Good luck on your trip. And uh, people, go check it out, ayearatthewheel.com. Uh, we also got another email here from uh, some kid named Jet, or no, some kid named Chris. Chris. He says he wants my brother's gamer tag. He says, so I'm not sure how he'd feel about it, but I'd love to have Jeff's 300, 360, Xbox 360 gamer tag so we can play a few games of Halo when he finally gets it. Wackerly's might be nice, too, if he's cleaned out the juice. 
Of what? My my internet account? Uh, that makes no sense. Dude, I don't like wipe my balls all over Wackerly's Xbox 360 controllers there, Chris. Uh, I would hope not. Yeah. <laughs> I actually don't. I, I think he's talking about the piss. Remember when I pissed on your Xbox? Oh, yeah. Uh, I do remember that. Thanks for bringing it back up. Now I'm yeah. angry. But, yeah. <laughs> yeah, actually, I do play a lot of video games, but I don't play them online. I don't even know what a gamer tag is. Call me a noob. Do I need to explain or, it? Is, what what is, is a good, gamer tag? Is this it's... good podcasting material? I don't think so. But when you when you have an Xbox 360 and you play games online with other people, you know they have to figure out who you are and how they can join a game with you. It, it's kind of like your email. Sphincter says what? It's kind of like your email address <laughs> of of Xbox 360. So you can gaming. play this person online. Yeah. You, you know, can you can play wands or whatever. You know, Chris, I'm assuming that you're probably a 13-year-old boy here, and you'd be opening up a Pandora's box communicating with my brother like that. Your parents do not want you <laughs> talking to uh, Dee's brother Jeff online yeah, my, in any shape or form. My brother is not a good role model. No, not because, at all. And you know what? He's not going to be playing any. He's not going to be battling you. He's going to be talking to you and trying to lure you into something that you don't even want to be a part of. See what I th- what I think a lot of kids don't understand understand older men like my brother in their late 30s the only reason they have an xbox is to lure 18 year old boys into their apartment so they can bugger them right so the only reason he has that is an instrument to bugger you so you know what we're going to do you a favor and you're not going to get his gamer tag yeah because like I just don't think he should here. be buggered. We're, yeah. trying to, we're, kind of, we're trying to do a service <laughs> to society by not giving Jeff's gamer tag out. Yeah, I, I think that's a good thing. But uh, thanks for writing in there, Chris. And finally here, the sick and wrong song of the week was sent in from Vader, which I think is a pseudonym. Really? Yeah, I don't know. Maybe it is Vader, Lord Vader himself. What did this email or come from? Or could be the band Vader did, from Norway. Did this email come from outer space? Yeah, I don't know. I think it came from an AOL account, actually. <laughs> But it was sent in from Vader. He says, check out my new favorite band. It's called Fuck, I'm Dead. And the song here is Jeffrey Dahmer's Cookbook. Wow, that sounds like an interesting song. You know, I did a little research on them. They're an Australian grindcore band, which I didn't even know there were that many Australian grindcore bands out there. But they have some some great great, uh, song titles here. Horrendous Bowel Evacuation, Toilet Tantalizers. But uh, yeah, so uh, we're going to end this podcast here with uh, one of my new favorite bands, Fuck, I'm Dead. It's a great I, title. I know a lot of a lot of people enjoyed last week's song of the week and wanted us to post it. Can we can we do that? Or do we have an MP3 of that, or did we link to it somewhere? No, else? some dude made that in his basement. I think we should put that on the website. It was a great song, Lunatic. It was, it, uh, he he pointed out that it's a great way to get out of jury duty. Yeah, you know what? We'll have to post it on our website. You can download it straight from our website. Well, people, this is about the end of Sick and Wrong here. Um, if you haven't already, go give us a vote on Podcast Alley. I know we have around somewhere in the 60s, but um, yeah, definitely give us a vote. We'd appreciate it. And subscribe to us on iTunes if you get a chance. And you if know, you have iTunes, I mean, I know it's annoying to load it onto your machine, but uh, that would help also. We received a couple new comments. I don't know if you noticed. I'll have to check them out tonight. Yeah, I'll have to go check it out. Well, until next week, we'll be back with episode 94. Stay tuned for the 100th episode of Sick and Wrong, which is just around the corner. Until then, take it sleazy. Good night. (laughs) 